to another prime time here on what to do podcast live and i'm so excited to have you guys here with me this is our very first episode and you know we're not going to waste any time diving deep into the topic that we want to talk about we have been reminiscing this moment for so long and i'm so excited that this has finally happened my name is anna agoche i'm an activist i'm a founder i'm a president and a student um, I'm a listener and a conversationalist, and what we're going to do today is really have conversation about one thing which people really don't like to talk about, that is politics. I'm going to speak from an apolitical stance. Um, I'm super independent, and I would like to just talk about it from the standpoint of a public administrator, okay? Um, and I'd like to talk, talk on it from a standpoint of an activist and a standpoint of a student. So what we're what you're going to have is like three combo in one, and I'm so excited that you are going to have access to that. This platform, of course, is not just for your listening. You are more than welcome to participate with me. You can give me your feedback. You can talk to me, um, and you know you can be perhaps invited to the show so that we can have even a deeper conversation. You know because this platform is not just made for me; it's actually made for you. So. If you are somebody who's interested in expressing themselves, first of all, We Are The Voice platform is meant for you, but also you're more than welcome in my show to share your thoughts. So we're going to dive deep into our very first episode, and it is called Black America and Politics. I know, ooh. But for those who do not know what Black America is, Black America is basically African Americans, and we're just looking at it from just that, you know, geographical standpoint. Um... And I am so excited about us, you know, talking about this topic because I've lived in the United States for a couple of years and I have grown in my sense of politics. I had, I think from 2016 into 2020, um, I'm learning more and more about American politics. And each day I'm recognizing one thing, that African-Americans are the backbone of democracy in this country. So. You know, when it comes to politics, it is undeniable the contributions African-Americans have made, even without receiving full recognition. And when I say full recognition, I mean that full credits, everything that they did is literally given to them. They're not hidden figures. They're heroes that we recognize, we see, and we love, um, and we, of course, appreciate. So, you know, African-Americans, of course, have continued to be the backbone of American democracy, like I mentioned before. And while this community prog- progresses, American politics, um, by exercising their rights to, you know, um, to vote, for example, they continue to face a fight um, against their rights. And, you know, we know the history of American politics and even America altogether, um, having a segregated mindset. And even to date, there is like an evolution of segregation, which we don't, we're not going to dive deeper into it, but we have seen it, you know, um, evolve into redlining and rape taping and, and, and even prisons, um, industry. So we're going to talk more about that, of course, but right now let's just focus on my one thing and it's politics and, and, and black America. So what we're going to look at right now is to really see a great comparison of something that is that happened very, very recently. Eight years ago, um, not eight years ago, well, I mean five years ago, guys. <laughs> five years ago. I think it's four. I like four years ago, yes. Four years ago, um, something crazy happened. But we're going to go into that just yet. 
you know, um, even though, and even though African Americans are not being recognized, fully recognized for the things that they've done, one thing that I've really noticed is that African Americans continue to carry the problems, continue to carry the vision, the hope, the dream of this country, um, forward. And, you know, it is as if that this particular group of people are being targeted over and over again um, because of certain powers that they wield when they're united. And we're going to talk more about that in our conversation. Um, so I just want to mention two timelines that we're going to look at. We're going to look at 2016 into 2020 and then 2020 into 2021, even though we just started 2021. There's such a big difference between the four years and just a few months that we have now. Um, and we're going to discuss how African-Americans, how the Black America was able to make this happen. But first, this is a foundation. This is a, this is a, this is a, a platform for spotlights and people who have done amazing work to make sure that what we are discussing is you know really really happening and it's still happening we'd like to highlight a woman stacy abrams who was who has done and not was she still is doing amazing work in georgia and we all know how georgia turned out which we'll discuss if you did not if you do not know i'm gonna tell you what happened in a second but stacy abrams an american politician and she is on the quest to make sure that minorities vote matters, especially African Americans vote matters. And she has done an exceptional job in Georgia that used to, you know, um, be represented by, um, Republicans, but now it is taken over by Democrats. And, you know, that is the choice that, you know, Georgian people chose. But this happened because Stacey Abrams was able to bring people out of their homes and get them to exercise their rights to vote. And that is something that we need to recognize her for. So round of applause for her. Of course, Stacey Abrahams, wherever you are, we adore you. So we're going to look in, into the time zone 2016 elections. And, you know, in this 2016 elections, I remember I was fresh in college. Um, and this actually always happens to me is that every single time I get to graduate, you know, um, there's always elections happening. So, um, I'm still not new to this. Um, I think like my life, every single time I'm down with like a, uh, a, a, a journey of like four years, which is like, of course, in school, elections happens and it's such a, I don't know if anybody of you, any, any other person has this kind of experience, but I do. Um, like my, 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 um, First year in college and my last year in college for all election periods, and we know that the tensions really rise in those times. Anyway, so 2016 elections, you know, from conversations, from the media, from political experts, you're all singing one song. Hillary Clinton is going to be president. We're going to have a first female president. Um, and we we're all excited because this is a woman who has experience and her opponent is not somebody that we should really, really count as, you know, traditional American politician because he doesn't really have experience in, in local politics, doesn't have experience in, in federal politics, never ran for office. 
So we are all looking um into these two, you know, candidates as okay, it's obviously that we have to choose that lady. But something else happened and we all know what happened. And we lived four years experiencing consequences of our actions of not taking our rights to vote seriously. But you know, people normally say that people just didn't get up and vote. But the truth is, African Americans were not moved because they still had demands that were unmet for many, many, many um, election periods. You know, of course, politicians come with their promises, but when they enter office, I think they experience a whole new, you know, environment where they're like, oh, okay, what I promised seems possible outside, but I walked in and I just might have to cut that out. And it seems like it's mostly African-Americans, you know, um, demands that have been turned into promises from um, political candidates who are being slashed away. But we're going to look more into that later. So in the 2016 elections, again, um, I was a freshman year in college and I was a freshman student, sorry, in college. And. You know, it was that time of the year, but I I really just went to bed. So my roommate woke me about 2 a.m. and she was like, he won. He won. And I just sat down with such unbelief. Um, I turned on the TV and, you know, we're seeing Van crying his eyes out. It was just unbelievable in American history that this happened. And, you know, Hillary Clinton, being the strong woman that she is, still came out to congratulate her opponent and, um, you know, be paraded <laughs> till they winning that election by, quote, unquote, a, life, a landslide. Um, but the truth is, people were not voting because they weren't receiving enough information about what was happening. You know, the media tends to, tends to you know, multiply um what happens in reality by like ten. So if you're hearing ten thousand, think of hundred. Okay. Um I know that that might not be the right equation, but guys, I'm a public administrator, not a mathematician. So <laughs> so that that is pretty much like, you know, that was what we were we, we were experiencing and we saw the consequences of inaccurate information, even if it's just unharmful in that moment, it caused America great harm for four years, okay, because America relived day by day the consequences of not voting. And I know during 2020, the moment we stepped in January 2020, preparations to get people to vote was already underway. And guess who was at the front line of making this happen? Stacey Abraham. So once again, give her her credit, guys. Give her her moment because she's truly an American hero to our democracy. And guess what? She is African-American, the beacon, the backbone of American democracy. So, you know, in these reparations, we saw a lot of problems that were happening around America. There were mailboxes that were being snatched away from certain communities. People had to travel hundreds of miles to get to a voting poll station. Um, mail-in ballots was being, there was being, you know, um, reported as a scam from the president then. It was just, it was just so much going on. 
But what we realized was the rising of Black America coming in with its heroic cape, coming in to rescue America because it was time America received this, you know, this freedom. <laughs> and who else was, you know, to free America but, of course, the people that we depend on for centuries to make America what it is today. Um, so... You know, during this 2016 elections, um, of course, like I mentioned, Democrats believed otherwise, but clearly it came out different because, you know, Democrats are known to represent the most common American interest, right? Human rights, human progress, you know, people living a comfortable life, people progressing in America, people accessing the American dreams, and, you know, Republicans are more known to be consecutive, which is holding on to you know, um, just historic moments that need to be evolved. Um, but, you know, both sides do have um, good plans that I know would execute America great. But regardless, I think that it should always be the people first. And I feel like that is what both parties are missing. And we saw that greatly in 2020 elections because if it wasn't for African Americans rising, if it wasn't for the people rising to vote, it wasn't for the people taking voting seriously to elect, um, you know, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris into into power, um, it would it would have not you know occurred as it, it would we would not be living the beautiful life that we feel like we're living now. I feel like when you know the Biden administration was um, voting into power, um, honestly, what happened was such a sigh of relief all over America, where people were just, you know, a moment to breathe in and say, we went through that for four years, and we cannot go through that again. Um, so where were we? <laughs> So we're talking about 2016 elections, of course, like I said, that there were moments that were harmful under this this president, and um, even after his term, we could still still feel his his power upon his people that was still here um, and did what they did to disrupt America's sovereign, most historic moment, which is the transfer of power, um, and, you know, even though he was not impeached, um, but there are many evidence that points that, you know, he kind of incited this moment. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the insurrection that happened in 2021. If you want to know more about it, just type in insurrection 2021, and it will come up, honestly. So, Black American American politics, I feel like I haven't dived deep into that, but I'm going to talk about it right now. You know, even from 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 um, segregation period into now, the civil rights movement into now, they were all political, right? Every single movement was political because it was demanded that human rights were being there. It was demanded that people should be treated like humans. It was demanded that people should be recognized as individuals and not as, you know, a property. And even to date, African Americans are fighting for these kind of rights, some of these rights to be recognized. But regardless, your voting did something special to America. 2021, I believe, or oh, 2020 was probably the most um, 
probably the grandest number of individuals who came out and voted. And all of these states that used to be red, like Georgia, turned out to be a blue state. Pennsylvania turned out to be a blue state. And it was really a moment for America to take it and say, we have the power to turn things around. But who was African-Americans came in and saved the day by coming out in numbers and voting and exercising their rights to vote in mail-in ballots. But how were they able to come out in numbers? It's because the outreach happened. It's because spotlights were shined upon discrimination, upon um, voter, voter dis, dis, um, suppression, sorry, upon voter suppression and so much more. But these things were spotlighted because America, Black America was needed for things to change. And my concern was why did it have to get to the point where American soul was almost gone until African Americans were pulled upon, you know, were, were focused on for us to regain the soul of America, to take away the hate from America, to take away the pain from America. Why did it have to cost so much for African Americans and minority communities to be seen um, including the issues that they faced just to vote, um, to be spotlighted because something was going down in America, which was not the best for the nation. I think that, you know, it was, it was a great moment to recognize, but it was also a moment to, to, to re-evaluate and say, does America look at us just when they need us to revive her soul? And African Americans, no matter how much they, they work, it seems like their efforts is not being acquainted to them. So today, Black America, we shine a beautiful spotlight on you. You are the soul of this country, the backbone of this democracy. And without you, America would not be where it is today. So recognize yourself as the power you are because you turned things around. You made history. And above all, you made magic. This is your girl, Anna, speaking on Anna Primetime here on What's Your Podcast, and I will see you in our next episode. Thank you.